Welcome to the Skill Stadium, a podcast for the skilled trades, where you can learn about the opportunities and benefits of working in the skilled trades from business owners, hiring managers, and the hardworking, talented professionals. And now, your host, Keith Williams. Welcome to the Skill Stadium Podcast, episode 79. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Keith Williams. Every week, you will hear stories from professionals in the skill trades, business owners, educators, people giving real-world advice. Listen, we don't run any ads on this podcast, so if you found value and you enjoyed it, please share it with at least one friend, leave a review, subscribe to the channel. Thank you again for tuning in. So today, we're going to talk about the carpentry profession. And what's really great about the carpentry profession is it crosses over multiple skill trades. And there are a ton of opportunities as a result of this. You have opportunities from various jobs in construction to doing your own business. So my guest today is a carpenter and business owner from Edmonton, Alberta. Her dad taught her the trade, and she also learned by attending camps. Her strength and assets that help her to be successful in this profession is her ability her, atten- her ability to pay attention to detail. She also does a very good job of taking care of her tools, which is very important because that's something that you make your own investment in. During her free time, she enjoys watching sports. I'm sure she's a big Edmonton Oilers fan. Please welcome Julia Fox to the Skill Stadium podcast. Julia, how are you today? Good. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So I know you're making some changes. You and your partner have moved to British Columbia. Yes, we have. Excellent. How is it to be in Canuck territory, Vancouver Canucks? It's scary. I went to a bar to watch a hockey game and I had to silently cheer once because I was the only Oilers fan. So it was, uh, it was a little different. That's for sure. I bet. For people who are not familiar with hockey, professional hockey, at least on Edmonton Oilers and Vancouver Canucks are kind of rivals. Yeah. So we, we definitely are. Yeah. But I'll say this year, I think Edmonton is a stronger team. I do believe and they have quite a talented team. Honestly, I've been hoping for this kind of team to form for many, many years. So it's it's nice to see how people working together can really, really build a strong team. Definitely. And Edmonton had some great years back in the 80s, too, with Gretzky and had a nice little, nice little run, nice little dynasty. I know. <laughs> We're waiting for that to happen again. I'm sure it will. Connor McDavid is a generational talent, so... I'm sure he'll attract some good free agents and some good talent and you're building on that team. Yeah, he's one of a kind, that's for sure. Definitely. Well, Julia, why carpentry? Why do you enjoy doing this work? I love it. Honestly, it's a skill I could take and use every day. It's something that I can use at home. It's not just something I just go nine to five to work. I could go home on the weekends. If something's broken, I could fix it. If somebody needs help, I'm always there. So. It's definitely a skill that I think everybody needs. Even if you can take like a handyman class for a few sessions of, I think everybody should. Yeah. And you know, something I'll say that is such an asset that a lot of people don't think about where they can use carpentry is you think about a lot of the furniture that we buy these days. They don't come assembled. I mean, I've bought enough furniture that I've had to put that stuff together and you have to be fairly handy 
I would imagine. So I'm sure that's an asset for you. I'm sure you're putting together furniture a lot faster than the average person. You know what? I might not be, but that's only because I build it. If you go, we always have a joke. If you go and buy IKEA furniture, if you look at the picture, even the man's mouth is a squiggle line. He's so confused. He doesn't know what he's doing. And neither does the person assembling it most of the time. So for me, if I could just take that skill and uh, use it in my own life, honestly, it's helped us out so much. And it probably saved us quite a few dollars too. I bet. Also, I wonder how much being creative is important to be a good carpenter, because if you're building furniture, you have to have a vision in your head. I, I don't think it's something you just start putting together. I mean, that's one of my favorite things to describe to someone is my vision, because I have somebody that will come over and they'll be like, all right, I want this on my wall. I want this fireplace. I, I want it to kind of look like this. And I get their vision right away. I start doing it in my head. I can draw it out for them. And some people, actually, a lot of people aren't visual learners or visual people. So sometimes it's hard for them to see. I have to even either use a program or use something to show them. But sometimes they can't even see the final picture until it's all done. Whereas for me, I am a very visual learner. So I can see the picture in my head before anything happens. And what I start to do is I start to put it together. What I'll need first what two by fours, what structure, then what kind of building materials. So I put it together in my head before it even happens. And I'll tell you, creativity is so, it's such an asset in this world because that is such a unique skill set. You can't really teach that. I look at creativity as I think about all the things that we have in this world. Somebody created it. Somebody came up with the thought and the vision and you know, they created it. And I think that never underestimate that skill set. That is a true asset in anything. We always need creative people. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you need an architect or a designer, I those skills are very, very handy. But some people, if you even start out small in construction, people don't say, for my small little project, can you afford to bring a designer in? It's what design ideas do you have that you can implement into my household? So you kind of have to come out and design it for them. So mm -hmm. it's almost a multi-skill trade. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I can give you another example right now with my skill trades job platform. I'm starting to do some social media videos and I've got to come up with an idea for how is the frame of the video going to look. So I've got to go look at other people's videos to get ideas. And that's other people's creativity. It's not easy. It's not as easy as you as one would think. And that's why I have a lot of respect for people who have a vision and they can create it. And like I said, with furniture, there's also measurements, there's math involved. So I'm sure it's a process. Oh, yeah, it is. It definitely is. You need to plan it out. For me, I plan it out in my head first, then I'll put it down on a piece of paper. And that's kind of all I need. But for some, they need a whole program, they need to get some, somebody to draw it out for them. It's just it, it's a lot more. So that's just the way I kind of plan my projects out for my clients. Definitely. How do you, speaking of clients, how are you getting your clients? Like, how are, how are you able to, like, what is your method um, for finding clients? In? Well, at first, when I went out on my own, at first I advertised and that quickly ended. I haven't advertised since maybe two weeks into me doing my own business full time. And all of my clients, if, if not 95%, then more come from referrals. 
So everything you do, that's why I put so much love into my work, because mm -hmm. I know if I do, then that person's going to tell somebody else, hey, trust this person, not only trust them with walking into your house when I'm not that's home, true. trust them with my animals that are in the house, because you never know who you're letting into your house. I've been in places where trades come in and they don't really take care of the place like their own. They just come in, quickly finish the job, do whatever they want and leave. And that's definitely not what I do. I make sure that my clients have a huge trust with me because that's one of the most important things you can do. Well, I agree 100%. I also think that you don't create the same thing. Like everything you do, I would imagine it's not like you're creating, okay, this red chair, that's a duplicate of somebody else's red chair. Yeah. So everything you do is almost customized and unique. I mean, my company has the word custom in it. You know, everything we do is custom. Uh, nobody, even you can do cookie cutter houses, but I've never built one. I'm not a cookie cutter house builder. I'm the person that gets called in afterwards because somebody bought a house for $400,000 and they're like, it just looks like the show home. Like, can you yes. make it <laughs> into something unique? So yeah. that's basically what I do. Yeah. It's character. It's about character, you know, you know, and if it's, you know, you think about how much time people spend in their homes, especially during the pandemic. So you want nice, comfortable furniture and you want a house that appeals to your personal taste. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, as, especially after this whole pandemic started, a lot of people started to go out and do their own work and try and fix things in their houses and that was a problem trying to get into those home renovation stores. It's long lineups all of a sudden. But, you know, it, it was fun to see people try. And I really, really recommend trying to just do whatever you can around your house because it'll save you money. You can learn now. There's just so many websites and so many um, pages you can follow for tips. And like, I do believe that people can start out and they don't need necessarily an education to get where they are. They could go online and really figure it out themselves. I agree. Also, like you said, YouTube, you know, you're, you, there are all kinds of videos. And I don't know, I have a great appreciation for those, uh, that technology, because I didn't grow up with it. You know, I came up at a time when the internet didn't exist. So I, I just, I appreciate it so much more than the average bear. Like, you know, I'm not going to be the old guy saying, I remember back in the day, but I know a lot of younger people who grew up with it. They don't have an appreciation because they never... They've always had it. Yeah, absolutely. So. No, I completely agree. You, It's definitely something you have nowadays that is unique. And you know what? Use it to your advantage. Yeah. And also, you know, I think people could check out your, your social media because you have a lot of content. At least I know on Instagram for sure. So I'm sure you, you have some great videos and things people should definitely make sure they check out. And we'll make sure that we talk about that. And I'll have that in the notes. And, you know, talk to me about, you know, I know carpentry touches, you know, many different trades and there are a lot of career opportunities that you can do your own, you know, it gives you the opportunity to do your own business. Can you talk about some of those options that if somebody's just getting into the skill trades that they, they may be able to consider? Yeah, for sure. When I first started, I mean, what the word carpentry meant to me is a woodworker. Mm -hmm. And I went to first year for carpentry and I was very much mistaken. And even throughout my years of being a carpenter, I didn't realize what it meant. I guess a better general term is a general contractor is what you should 
kind of change over the word carpentry. Nowadays, you learn everything. If you go to school, you'll learn concrete work, which I never knew was a thing. How to do form work, how to do scaffolding. I know up in our union, a, a lot of carpenters are considered scaffolders. And it's that's definitely not what I thought it would be. But for me, I've learned a little bit of everything. I went to a client's house yesterday and she was talking about how I was removing a cabinet and helping her with her TV unit. And she was saying how she's getting flooring installed. And I'm like, well, we know how to do that. We know how to. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she was like, also, she was like, do you have anybody that knows how to install windows? I'm like, we know how to do that, too. Yeah. It's a little bit of everything. You know, this trade is not just woodworking. You can go from framing a house out, pretty much building it from top to bottom and just getting a plumber in and an electrician in, you know. That's kind of the point where we're at. So you can learn how to do drywall, mud and tape, uh, insulation, finishing work, which is trims, doors, cabinets, kitchens. There's so many, so many things you can learn when you're considered a carpenter. Yeah. And folks, I, I want you to, to pay attention to what Julia said. She, and I just want to summarize it. You can practically build a house with the exception of the plumbing. And that's why I was saying this is a skill trade that touches so many different aspects of the profession. And people just don't know, like that lady who's, you know, who was going to look for somebody else to do the floors and the windows, and she's got an asset right there in her home because she already has a relationship with you. She, Absolutely. If she trusts you, you're in the house, obviously. Might as well do it. Exactly. I've always felt like when I've had work done in the house, I've always wanted to use the same person because like you said, it, there's a value in being able to trust that person in your home. That, that is a huge asset. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because, you know, again, a lot of people have to realize that, you know, it touches so many different aspects and it's better when you could use the same person for, for, um, you know, for different, for the same, you know, for all, all the different areas that you need to have covered. Absolutely. And even, yeah. even so when you're, Let's say you're building a house and looking at it. Watch what electricians do. Watch what plumbers do. Watch them. Because if you want to build your own company in the future, you need to be able to call out their mistakes also. You need to make sure, sure there's no mistakes. Let's say you hired a framing crew to frame out your house. Notice where there's backing missing. Notice what's going on if a wall's completely out. You need to be able to catch these. So don't only pay attention to your own trade. Pay attention to other trades, and that will really benefit you in the future. Yeah, because if you hire them, aren't you on the hook if they mess up? You are, and you want to make sure that you're not wasting your own time in the future. Because if something's out, they're out of mm -hmm. there, and your client yeah. notices, and you're already 10 steps ahead, well, you have to stop production, move backwards. It's just a waste of time. So the more you learn, the better your company will run, the better you will run, the better opportunities you'll have in the future. That's for sure. Yeah. There's that paying attention to details. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah def definitely an asset. I mean, that that's great in any profession being able to pay attention to details. So, and again, I would imagine in carpentry in your profession, it's really important. So, yeah, it is. So tell us, how did you get your business started? I got my business started uh, because I had a few people who wanted work. So uh, I wanted to make my self-legal and run a business. I started it back in 2018 in April. Only a month and a half later, I got a job offer that I couldn't refuse. So I took on that job. 
then the pandemic hit and work it's not like work slowed down but work it was around christmas when everything started to get iffy and nobody knew what was going to happen so instead of working two days here taking some time off oh this person has covid you can't go into their house because there's five trades that need to go in i just had a long list at that point of clients that have asked me and asked me for things so i decided to call one person and I got a job right away and then it kept on going to the next person and word got out and everybody just started booking me in and tried to get me as far like as advanced into their home because at that point especially during the pandemic when things pick up in spring people are like oh I need to get all of my summer things done and I want my deck done before summer starts, basically, and I want to use it all summer. Well, then you're actually booking into late summer at that point. You know, yes. Yes. you really, really need to start moving. Plus, with like the whole lumber situation, what was happening, there was contractors that were giving out quotes and holding them for only 48 hours because oh prices gosh. were changing so fast. Yeah. And I realized that. So I had to start doing it because even a sheet of plywood one day we bought it and we went back to get 10 more sheets and they were $10 each extra. Oh no. So that's a lot. You got to charge the client or you're going to eat that. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like at one point it got really crazy and you needed to keep up with it. And people were scared. They didn't know whether to wait another six months to get their project started if lumber prices went down or to bite the bullet and quickly book you in because all these contractors are being booked up. So yeah. it was a lot. <laughs> I think sometimes you just go for it. If, if you have a certain dollar figure put aside and, you know, as long as it's not triple, quadruple, like, all right, there's going to be an increase. You get it. And you have to be able to understand that. I think the pandemic made people a little bit more understanding of the challenges because they saw shortages. They saw that, you know, there were things there, the prices were going up. A reasonable person can understand that, you know, so. And I also think that people are in their homes more during the pandemic. So it probably became more important to fix up your house. Absolutely. I had this last client that I just worked for, one of my favorite clients ever, but he worked from home. So it was like, try and get it done as soon as possible for him because he needs his office back. Let's go, let's move. So it's kind of a balance trying to work it out with them because it's also, oh, can I press this drill? Because he's on a phone call. I don't know how important it is. So it was a little like different. I've never experienced that, but people working from home nowadays is it's changed everything. It really has. It has. It has. I also think that it gives people more mobility to move. Like if they want to move to a different part of the country, I've always respected that just because I've moved myself. I think it helps you to grow because you get to see different parts of the country. And I know at least living in the States, it's definitely different. I mean, I grew up in Canada, so I grew up in Montreal. So it's definitely different. And I know moving from Montreal to Toronto was different. So, you know, being able to move to different cities is is an experience. It just, it helps you to grow as a person and it's an adventure. I think it's exciting. So, Oh, absolutely. I did it once on a whim. I applied for a visa to Australia and the next morning I woke up and I basically got accepted for a one-year visa. So I flew out to and lived there. So I am. How was that? <laughs> was, How was that experience? 
it was amazing. I wish I stayed longer. I loved it. I really, really did. I can't wait to go back. It's, I, it's already been done on my bucket list, but I would love to live there personally. I loved it that much. I love the weather. The people were just great. And then now, as soon as I got back, I met my spouse and stayed back home, bought a house, tried to invest, do the right thing, you know, Sure. that kind of happens. And then I'm like, when are we going to live for ourselves again? We need to go explore the world. I've always been a traveler. I love it. So I wanted to explore the world. And when I got this opportunity to say, let's move, then we just kind of sold everything within a month or two and packed up and left. I think you have to do those things. For the simple fact that you're, you know, we're on this earth once we live, you know, you live once and you don't want to have a life of regret. If you want to see something that'll motivate you, go to a retirement home and look at older people who are, you know, in their last days, obviously, you know, and just, I would just talk with them and just see, because they can't change anything right now. Yeah. And so that's an eye opener for, for folks who are younger, obviously. I completely agree. One of my, one of the things right now, uh, since we're traveling still, we're trying to figure out our place in this next step of our lives is we're actually around, I would say the place where we're at right now, there's about a good 80% of people who are 60 plus. So I am around that community right now, which is funny that you mentioned it. I am around it and just seeing all these people, how they just celebrated a man who got retired a month ago, you know, and it's just so exciting to see that they're there in their next steps of life. But they're also talking about what they did and getting that perspective is great. I never expected to have it. I never expected to be around these people, but it brightens up my day every morning. It really, really, really does. Definitely, definitely. I do think that Australia is definitely on my bucket list. I've heard nothing but good things about it. So if you can get back there, I'd do it if I were you. I wouldn't, you know, you're in a good place now. And if your spouse has that same travel bug, if you're on the same page, then that's even better. You know, then that's even better. I'm traveling so light now. We sold everything but my tools. So that's all I need to take over there. I'm happy. Yeah, there is so much freedom in not being tied down to things. And I'll tell you, like, like I said, you, if you go to retirement home, you know, older people, they've, they've mastered that because they've gotten rid of everything. (laughs) So, you know, and I just think the freedom to be able to do what you want is amazing. You can always come back to a regular life. Yeah. It's always an option. Absolutely. Our goal is always here. It's not going anywhere. (laughs) It's true. Our goal was just to get a property and be on that ladder. We wanted to have an investment property. We got it now. Now we're heading the next step of our lives, the next stage. I thought it was very, very important to have that because that's almost like our retirement in the future. Once, Because a house is a great investment. So we thought we needed that goal done. And now we're trying to figure out what our next one is. That's exciting. I, I'm sure you two of you will figure it out. Definitely. Yeah. So wanted to talk to you about, you know, because I know you're on social media. How has that affected the work you do? Because I, I think I found you on Instagram. Yeah. And so I'm curious how that has affected what you do. And it's honestly, it's changed my perspective on the trades quite a bit in the sense that I have so much more respect for people in the trades. I've learned so much and I never knew there was a community, especially of women. I 
never worked around women growing up or being in the trade. So it was very, very unique for me to find this group of women out there that loves what they do. They wake up, they go to their job. We have, I joined this one group and I recommend if there's any women out there to go check it out. It's the TLC club. So it's the Trady Lady Club. Trady Lady Club. Yeah. And honestly, I never knew about it. And I wake up every morning and look at their page to see what women are doing out there, what what's going on. And I thought it was just so special to find that. And you have painters, you have tapers, you have general contractors or carpenters out there and you can connect with so many women around the whole world with this club definitely you know and i also think that is such an asset for young women who are impressionable for them to see other women who are actually in the profession yeah because we have a stereotype definitely you don't you know honestly we know what the numbers are there's like 97 percent men you know there's maybe three yeah. percent women like it and we've got to change that i mean we have a shortage of people in the trade so these groups these homegrown organizations are i think are going to lead the way in doing that absolutely i think honestly now's never been a better time to join the trades especially for women i think the acceptance has changed completely there's just such a need for tradespeople right now everywhere. It's the perfect time for everybody to get into the trades. It really, really is. Definitely. I also think that the generation, and there's always exceptions, but I think most young men know it working in a trade, have enough common sense to know that they've got to be respectful. There are consequences if they don't, <laughs> if, they, if they decide they don't want it. But I think most people nowadays in 2021, you know, I think overall, there are always exceptions, but I think overall, most people know how to behave and, and they know the consequences if they don't. I mean, for me, being in this trade for, I think it's been four years now or five, four years, I've seen ignorance. I've been there, yeah. but yeah. it's made me a stronger person. I love what I do. I love sure. showing off that I'm great at what I do and yeah. it doesn't hurt me. It really doesn't. And it's just something you need to kind of overcome and show them up in a sense. Yeah. Once you show them who you are and what you can do, they'll be shocked and they won't even know what to say. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love, I love I that part where I can see their eyes change. It's just great. Yeah. It's always, you know, never underestimate someone. Also, you got to remember women in general are, they're better at paying attention to details. Yeah. I know I'm stereotyping a bit, but this is a positive stereotype. Women tend to be, I've also interviewed women welders and they're like, we are very good with the tools because we pay attention to the detail. Da, 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 da. This is why we're good welders. And I was like, I never even thought about that. But she's like, yeah, I've interviewed. And so it's not a trend because I've interviewed a few women and they've all said that. And I'm like, there's something to this. And it makes sense because you're not precise on what you're doing. At least I'm sure on carpentry and welding, it'll show. Yeah, absolutely. So, I always love people who can disrupt. I just, I love to see the, it, so I'm always cheering for the people that no one expects to do, you know, to be successful at something because they have a stereotype or preconceived notion. So I'm always going to applaud yeah. women who are going into a profession where they're underrepresented. And also it doesn't make sense to not be welcoming and encouraging women when there's a shortage of people in the profession. Absolutely. If you're a business person, you're not a very smart business person if you're running women away. Yeah. Absolutely. I honestly love it. I joke about it till this day. One of my best friends that I've met in the trades, first day on the job site, he came to help us out. We were removing trusses and I was cutting them off and he was, he ran up the ladder and said, no, let me get that. 
like it was too heavy for me to do. Uh, yeah. We joke about it all the time because he knows how ignorant it was at the time. He didn't let me or like he, he wouldn't say that to a man. He would just let the man do his job. Yeah. And he ran up like he needed to rescue me from this whole moment that was happening. And and then he slowly realized, I was like, no, I can handle it. And he stood back and watched me. And afterwards, he just realized, he was like, okay, she's got this. And then like, we became instantly best friends. And then we had so much in common. So you can make really, really good friends from this job. You can change people's perspectives. You can break the glass ceiling as a woman. You can do it if you really want. Yeah. I also think, like I said, people respect skill sets. It's hard to hide that. If you're good at what you do, you're good at what you do. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, everybody's just trying to get the job done. <laughs> Keep it moving. So. Exactly. And there's so yeah. many ways of doing something. It doesn't mean your way is the right way. Always work with people. And there's so many mentors out there. Follow them, listen to them. And honestly, you will become a better person if you work together. Yeah, definitely. What do you think about like, so one of the things I'm big on is people having a strong online presence because we live in a world now where nobody shows up at your house with an opportunity. And I think sometimes in the skill trades, people don't always take advantage of things like video to strengthen it. What's your take on, on strengthening your online presence so you can create opportunities for yourself? Yeah, I think it's scary just because some people out there nowadays don't have filters and think it's okay. But once again, it's the overcoming. Just, I think it's great. I think you can learn so much from online nowadays. You can really show off your skills. You can build relationships online. You can build friendships for life. And honestly, not everybody out there is out to get you. People that message me all day that say, I love what you do, love watching you, and just wanted to say good luck today. Um, just have a great day, nice. you know? Well, there is so many good people out there. You will build a great community. And I think online is just so, so helpful. It really, really is. And, you know, there's things that I don't do or every day. And sometimes I need the help too. So I'll quickly Google it. I'll quickly YouTube it or... I'll see something that I remembered, oh, this person did this, let's say this installation a year ago, quickly go back through their page and be, it's right there. You remember it. So I think it's so useful. Yeah. And you can collaborate with people like, yes, for this, you, you, there's no way for you to go and find out information from somebody else who's doing something, you know, maybe you had, there's no way you just, you didn't know who, they, unless you knew them personally and you would go to actually see them working now, you're just jumping on a, on social media. I, I, again, it just amazes me the technology and how much of an asset it is, especially in your profession where you do have to see what they're doing. Yeah, like that's not something somebody could just get on the phone and say, "Hey, Julia, here's what you do." Da 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 da. Uh, seeing it is a big difference. It's going to shorten Absolutely. the understanding of it. It's, you know? it's almost like a resume too. People look at it where you're hiring somebody. Let's say you just go on to your social media uh, platform and find somebody online to quickly do uh, your flooring. Well, if they have an online presence, you could quickly look up their jobs and see all the yes. jobs they do. So it is a resume out there, you know? So that's an interesting take on it too. Yeah. I call it like your highlight reel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, that makes sense. I definitely, because there's no denying if you've done great work, people will be able to see it. So talking about women, you know, particularly young women who are hesitant to go in the profession, 
What advice would you give them? Go online, look up all the beautiful women out there and see how many great people there are in the trades. Don't be scared of it. I know it's a lot to overcome and it's not something typically women would join in the past, but it's our little mini revolution. Just do it. I like great, it. Great, great presence. And once again, check out the Trady Lady Club. Trady Lady Club. I will make sure we have that in the comments. So Trady Lady Club, I'm going to say it again for folks who are listening, which leads me to my next question. Are there some websites other than the Trady Lady Club, but websites that you might recommend for people to learn more about the profession? Maybe not just women, but maybe young men too. Honestly, there's just so many different types of websites. I found that on my best presence is on Instagram, just because I've made the most connections on there. If there's anybody out there that's interested in any form of the trade or any other trades, they can always contact me. Let's say you want a plumber or a painter. I can I can send you a list of who to connect with because there is some great people out there that you can follow and see what they do. There's great welders. There's great framers. There's just so many different Instagram pages that I follow. And I love to see what they do each and every day because it's such a unique skill and they're great at it. Excellent. Well, we'll make sure that we have your contact information, your Instagram handle in the notes. And final question, can you share a lesson that your dad taught you that can help carpenters? Growing up, it's definitely leadership. If I could pick one thing, my dad taught me how to be a leader. He is the leader of every organization (laughs) I can imagine. Growing up, I was in scouts. He was the leader of that, not only in our city, but in Canada. So he was always somebody I looked up to when it came to that. And I think I got all my leadership skills from him. So yeah, I great, great answer. I think that's such an asset just because if you look at most people who are doing jobs and work, most people are individual contributors. Few people are in leadership position. Yeah. Yeah, So So that definitely gives you an edge up. Well, Julia, I appreciate you taking time to be a guest on the Skill Stadium podcast. Please tell folks how they can find you and please share your social media. Yeah, absolutely. You guys can look me up on uh, Fox Custom Carpentry and just give me a shout. And if you guys need any help, send me a message. I'll be there. I'll reply. I'm always online and trying to help uh, anybody I can out. Thank you so much, Julia. No problem. Thank you for listening to Skill Stadium. It would mean so much if you left a review on iTunes and told your family and friends about the podcast.